0: Episode 19, October 6th, Scenes from the Spectrum, preseason edition. Let's get right into it.
1: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. What is it, a Thursday? Thursday edition of Scenes from the
0: Spectrum? Something like that. Whoa. Something like that. It's
1: October 6th, okay? October 6th. Last time we recorded a podcast, it came out October 1st.
0: We're cooking. We are what they called
1: cooking. That is, in fact, true. I'm Graham. He's Justin. What up, what up? He's Justin. Our cameras are inverted. So I'm pointing Jesus. this way, so it's actually this way. He's just I'm Graham. Uh, this is scenes from the Spectrum episode 19. We have some big announcements though. Before we get into our headlines, some big stuff's been happening. First of all, shout out to our producer Tony pressing the buttons, making us look beautiful and pretty, even though we don't. Absolutely. To do but big again, you gotta follow the Twitter, Justin. Are you following the Twitter? I think I am. The Are I you? Think you? I think you made the Twitter. I'm following the Twitter.
0: You watching on the Twitter. You watching. Are you following the Twitter? That's a good if question. If not, you better. Let's get put it a poll. It. Let's put a poll up.
1: Like here, there's going to be a poll, and it's going to say, "Are you following the Twitter?" And you it better be a hundred percent yes. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Justin, can we do that?
0: Can we put a poll up? Like absolutely, I'll get the, I'll yeah. put the. I think we can. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the poll. I'll get the poll. Yeah, let's cooking. do that. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you guys are following. Um
1: phillysportstoday.net is the website that Justin and I write for. They are the ones that make this possible. This, us, Absolutely. to you, us, to you, that make this possible. So shout out to them. There will be an article out between us two. It might not be us every day, but one of us will drop an article pretty much every day for a very long time. We might miss a couple of days here and there. Uh, Tony might help us out some uh, if, if he can get his writer's block out of his way. Um, but – but again, follow us on Twitter, read our articles. Um, if you're following us on Twitter, chances are you're going to see our articles. So if you're following us on yep. Twitter and you see an article, press it. Like, you know, it's courtesy what to do, read it if you like it. Um, I'm going to have an article coming out uh, today of this recording, and it's uh, about the Sixers and their potential playoff run. So I'm looking ahead. Justin, what you got cooking up
0: this week? Oh, Mr. Franchise himself, Tyrese oh. Maxey. What What's the season gonna look like for him? Let's big, pick. big piece coming if, out. Big. If we want play. it, if we want to, uh, like, put a Tony tweet
1: up from about four weeks ago about a, a Tyrese Maxey prediction, we could do that later <laughs> on.
0: But oh. I, the problem
1: is Tony is the one that that makes those decisions. So
0: I don't yeah. know, if Tony, Tony. Tony. Tony doesn't want to cook himself. Tony, are we, you? Gonna we've put... been over this. We've been over this. All right, come on, man. <laughs> it, like, let it. It's in the grave. Leave it there. You know. All right.
1: All right, Tony. Let's do some useful things. Hit that music so we can uh, get some headlines in here. Oh my gosh! Thank the Lord you hit the music. Goodness gracious, Tony. It's
0: my my hear favorite that? part of the
1: episode. Let's go. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful Thursday. NBA preseason started a couple days ago. There's been some crazy moments. Uh, on and off the court for pretty much every team. The Sixers have played the Nets. they played the Cavs um, and won both games, by the way. Pretty good stuff from the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey is him, himothy the franchise. 41 points in two games. He's only played a first half in both of those games. So, I mean, he has 41 points in two halves of so preseason ball. I mean, the dude is pooping. And uh, Draymond Green uh, and Jordan Poole, you have <laughs> – I'm not gonna put what you have on here on these headlines, Justin. <laughs> but. <laughs> but they had an altercation in practice, yes. um, preseason shenanigans. It got
0: pretty physical,
1: and um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. The
0: well, uh, the Warriors are thinking about, you know, giving um, a penalty, they're like a suspension to uh, Draymond Green, which is it's crazy. I never saw this coming, and as I was walking out of the. Sixers arena i mean fresh i am fresh out of there the crowd oh, man. Was, the crowd was buzzing tonight I look so. on, on my phone and i see that that uh Draymond green and jordan pool got into a fight never expected it it's, it's crazy um you know look out for the next episode of Draymond green's podcast so hopefully <laughs> hopefully he'll talk about that i wonder what he has to say about it but i mean it's practice tensions are high people want to you know do their best, play their best, and things things got out of hand. Yeah, I mean, this is a situation
1: that it's going to happen to one team every couple of years where there's going to be an altercation. Uh, this Warriors team seemed like they had the greatest chemistry of all time last year. And so just a few short m- months after that, you have an altercation between Draymond and Jordan Poole. Really, you know, kind of head-scratching. What possibly could have Jordan, I shouldn't say that as Draymond Green. Anything Jordan Poole said probably pissed him off, uh, but uh, it's probably you know a, a young dude. You know, got his you know getting his contract. You know, about it's it's coming. It's about to happen. Draymond putting him in the his bag, place. The bag you is know, coming home. Two you know two minds, two people. You know, maybe Jordan Poole saw the baddies and started to punch. All <laughs> <Draymond. laughs> the baddies courtside at practice. Oh, um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. More developing stories on that. We have to be right because yeah. we there's going to be a suspension. I would I would assume Jordan Poole's gonna have to make a statement. Draymond's gonna have to make a statement. We know Draymond's probably gonna make like too many statements about it and get himself in trouble even more. He
0: is um, never going to stop talking about
1: it. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how this one. I saw where uh, Draymond actually apologized for yeah. striking Jordan Poole in practice, which is like a very on thing to do. So it must, he must've been like really caught up in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to the, uh, you're going down to Delaware later this week. Yeah.
0: Uh, heading, it, heading down to uh, heading down to Delaware on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the blue coats arena and the Sixers are having a blue and white game. It's a little scrimmage between the players. I'll, I'll be down there. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully, get a few autographs, maybe from. Um, you got you're a fanboy? You gonna get Maxi? I'm gonna fanboy. I'm gonna fanboy. Uh, but I'll 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 put up some videos, talk yeah. about how it happened, all that. So, more content. You know, like we said before, more content on our Twitter. You should be following it. Um, hopefully, after I put that poll up, that you said, yeah. Because you should be yeah. following my Twitter. You
1: should be following exactly, bro. If you're not following, I don't know what you're doing with your life. First of and all,
0: we're we're doing a good job of live tweeting the game. We got a bunch of clips out there. Tony's doing a great job with that. Uh, really, all all of us are. We're just we're cooking. We are cooking.
1: And when the regular season starts, we might do this before the regular season. Uh, you got to follow us because we're going to have the most lit post game spaces of all time. We got if you don't know out.
0: it. If you don't know what Twitter Spaces yeah, are, it's basically you gotta, you a, a it's a live chat room, basically where you go on, on Twitter and and you talk, and that's what we're going to talk about the game really after every game, and and that's another way to you know get get in with us and, and and talk to us and and share your thoughts with
1: us. Exactly, and good thing for me and Justin
0: is we happen to know
1: pretty much everybody on Sixers Twitter, so yeah. you're gonna see Ninja Bands in there, probably gonna see Prez Munch. Um, we're, we're gonna be in there but it's good for you guys to chime in with us you know you don't get the chance to do that for the podcast but on the uh, on the post game spaces you can do that you know we'll let you chime in and and give your thoughts about pretty much every every game we're we gonna try and do pretty much every game as, as much as we can possibly do we know you might miss some I might miss some tony might yeah. miss some but there will be a space there only needs one no one needs to be
0: one of us for a space October 18th. Opening night versus Celtics. Just watch out for that. After the game, there will be a space, our first one of the year. So make sure you're looking out for that. It's in 12 days. That's big. Yeah, you got to be looking out for the uh,
1: spaces because when regular season starts, real basketball. Let's talk about non-real basketball. Uh, Preseason, uh, first game for the Sixers was in Brooklyn against the Nets. Um,
0: Ben Simmons' debut.
1: Yeah, overall takeaways. Uh, for this was actually an interesting storyline. The Nets came out very flat, yeah. uh, and they kind of didn't like didn't look like they were going to be there. They had their starters. Uh, the camaraderie obviously wasn't there uh, for the Nets just yet. KD had some mishaps, and Kyrie was a bit rusty, and Ben Simmons was was getting clamped by George Niang. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, you know, they they did catch fire there in the third quarter. Uh, for the Nets, overall view of that, they got it close to it. They tied the game up. Uh, and then Isaiah Joe took off, and it was all us in the fourth quarter, so shout out yeah. to uh, Iso Joe. Um, but again, the Nets came out flat, which was interesting to me, and that's because the Sixers had one less day of training camp than any other team in the NBA, and that was because of Hurricane Ian when they were in Charleston was like a direct hit uh, from their mainland, so they missed out on a, on a day of practice, as tr- on, not just practice, training camp. Uh, so we talked about like team chemistry and what they might do, you know, missing practice being around each other for that long. Maybe you help with team chemistry, uh, because they, they didn't look like they were missing a day of practice.
0: Yeah. And, um, one, one big takeaway from, from that game on the net side is I could have, I could have told you that Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons shouldn't be sharing the floor together, even before they touched the court that, if they don't work together they are two non shooters really really non shooters and you really can't have two of them sharing the floor together i think that definitely hurts them on the offensive end but um speaking about ben simmons oh boy did he not look good um yeah. defensively yes he's he's a solid defender and he's always going to be a solid defender as 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 uh is a a decent passer. But other than that, still haven't seen any improvement to anything outside of those two things.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say he's going to be a great defender, a great passer, uh above average playmaker at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's basically all he's going to bring to you if he's not playing center. So the thing for the nets, I feel like he has to play center because when you have a tandem of who's you know who's going to play right, you have DeRon Sharp in there who I love. I love DeRon Sharp in, in that type of offense where he's very versatile with KD and Kyrie, but he doesn't necessarily work with Ben Simmons, uh, and, and you know that team is just not built for Ben Simmons to play power forward. It's built for KD to be the power forward, uh, and, and that's that's kind of you know the realm of of the Nets is us. Uh, I don't even think Steve Nash knows what to do. Uh, I put a quote up on my Twitter a couple days ago, and he, you know, he talked about Ben. He'll play the five when we need to, but he'll also be our primary ball handler. I mean, nobody knows what he's going to do. And yeah, we live in an age of, you know, everything's positionless basketball, uh, but you also have to put the ball in the hands of Kyrie and KD. Um, And Mm -hmm. if Ben Simmons starts to get in the way of that, I think it's going to be a long season in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, and and something another thing you could take away is Ben Simmons his half court offense is it's it's still yeah. bad. It hasn't it it is never improved. I mean, you saw him, you know, picking up the ball at half court and trying to make things happen. Nothing's going to happen. But um Ben isn't built to play the 1 on that team. I think he's way more suited to play the 5. Um, start, I mean, come off the bench for Nick Claxton, start over him, I don't care. But I don't see things working out for, for that team with him playing the one. What do you think Ben Simmons' best attribute is? His defense. Okay, his perimeter, uh, his, his perimeter I, his, defense, his, right? Per, his perimeter defense, yeah. He, he, if he's playing, if, if very... he's playing the five, he's going
1: to be guarding the post. So, again, if you put him at the five, you take away his best attribute, which is perimeter defense. Um, So they get a lot of things to figure out. We can speculate all we want. You know, this is not a Nets podcast. They played the Nets. We're going to talk about it. Uh, But that is that's something that I don't have a clue with. I think about basketball pretty much all day, every day. Mm -hmm. uh, And I haven't found out a solution. I know Steve Nash um, has got a great basketball mind. Obviously, one of the highest IQs ever in the game. I don't think he knows what to do. So no,
0: it's, awesome. all, it's just
1: gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna have to happen organically on the court, and they're just gonna have to get lucky and hope something works, or they find a wrinkle in a system that they can yeah. exploit. Uh, but other than that, the Nets didn't look amazing. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be a top three seed. I'm not worried about them just because of the star power they have. Uh, but they do have they they have hindrance, and they have more hindrance than any other big team outside of the Lakers, right? I think the, the Nets and the Lakers, who at this time last year we were, they were the two favorites, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. Now we're looking at them like, yeah, they have star power, but they also have so many problems. Yeah, uh, which is crazy the NBA landscape.
0: Yeah, let's let's get right to the let's shining, about- the shining point, about- the about- shining point in the Sixer so far. And I'm I'm sorry to bring your tweet up again, Tony, but yeah, you didn't think he was going to take another leap and you know he looks like he has he he's taken another leap and listen what is one thing all nba fans love to do during preseason overreact and that is yes. exactly what we're doing right now tyrese maxey his game looks so good you know his passing looks way better his skip passes are are phenomenal uh, he had a few today and or yesterday and a few um uh Versus the Nets, but he's getting to the rim a lot better. He He's doing a great job of finishing. Um, he, his shooting has just been lights out, which is exactly what, what you want to see. I, 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 for, I don't know the exact shooting percentages that he's had, uh, for the first two games, but I know it's something, something insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, he is, I mean, he's like 80% from the field. Something insane, right? Yeah, um, He had eight points in the first two minutes of the Nets game. Let's talk about that. He started they, they, off dude, with took two, over. His, his first two shots were both threes and just bang. And they, they were like right off in the there. dribble, yeah. pace off the screen. He's much faster. Let's talk about it. He's much faster around a screen than he was last year. It yeah. is noticeable. It's very noticeable. A lot of times you see these young electric guards, they just get better. And you would like, wow, he's better. You really can't like pinpoint one attribute to another. This is this is a different case with Tyrese Maxi. Obviously, he's passing, improved leaps and bounds, uh, skip passing, vision, everything about it, right? Um, it, it, and his off the dribble is just lights out right now. I mean, the man was—he's gonna knock down high difficulty of shots. That's his mo, right? He's gonna make tough shots, but he's just doing it, and it's like it's he like he makes it look easy. It's insane how well he can penetrate and get to either a, a layup or he could just stop on a dime and shoot a three and we've seen that. And Tyrese Maxey is um borderline. I'm not ready to say it yet, but he's borderline the second best player on this team.
0: Yeah, and um there was a uh, one shot that I love from him um versus the Cavs is is a pump fake uh, three-pointer in the corner, taking a few steps yeah. in and and shooting that off the dribble jump shot from the, in the mid-range when he's highly contested, and that thing goes in way more than expected. I mean, I I yeah, you know, obviously, you know, with a third-year player, he's going to get better and better every year. But oh my god, how better can can somebody get?
1: It's rare where you can pinpoint this much stuff about a young guard who was already good his rookie year into his third year, you can say five or six things that are noticeably, like, it's obvious how much better he is than two years previous. You know, you look at John Morant, like, yeah, he's gotten better. He's just gotten better. I mean, he was good. He's polished some things off. Now, like, Shea Gilders Alexander. He was really good. He's polished himself off. He's just better. Tyrese Maxey is a better passer. He's better on defense. He can see the court way more, and it's not even close his core vision, right? His defense, he was the worst defender in the league his first couple months of the season. Now he's serviceable where he can put effort and be a pest. He's not hes not a great defender, but he can be a pest. and That's all you're looking for him. And again, the high difficulty of shots that he's able to make on a consistent basis is just absolutely insane no matter where he is on the court. And what goes along with that is I've never seen the dude miss an open shot from the corner.
0: Never. That's what I say every time. That's what I say every time. Um the person I was at the game with, he took a shot from the corner. I was like, "That's in." I I have no doubt about it. it yeah. It's 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 just it his shot just looks good, and and it swish every single yes. time. And it's exactly that's exactly what you want to see. I mean, I've never really seen a player this
1: young, this gifted, and, and talented to the fact that they can make tough shots. Like we seen, we've seen tough shot makers. Like yeah. like Lou Will was on the Sixers. Like we had, we've had tough shot makers, right? But you have the this this guy in Tyrese Maxey who makes all these tough shots off bounce, off one leg, you name it. Two guys in his face. But if you if if you you know if Joel Embiid gets a double team and Maxey's open in the corner and he's wide open, there's no hesitation in his shot. He's gonna shoot it just like any other shot he takes, and he's gonna knock it down in the corner. Uh, and that's one thing. Another thing, he's always gonna have even if he has a bad shooting night. He's turning the ball over. You know, his, you know his, his brain really isn't there. He's he had some middle mistakes. He's always going to have the floater. Uh, and oh. It's unblockable. It's unguardable. He's always going to make it's, it. That's one of my um, favorite things yeah.
0: uh, about his game. And it's straight from John Calipari.
1: Uh, you look at him uh, and Emmanuel Quickly are the two, two guys that have the best floaters in the league right now. And Chris Paul. I'll say three guys. Uh, and two of them are from Kentucky, from John Calipari, and we're there at the same time. Uh, yep. that's you know, there's no disguising how good, uh, those guys floaters are, uh, and, and Tyrese Maxey, like I said, he has so many weapons offensively. Uh, he's becoming my favorite player in the league. He's becoming a lot of other fans, favorite players in the league. The guy's just flat out fun. I mean, there's no, there's no if ands or buts about it. He's just fun. He makes basketball fun.
0: Yeah. he, he, he makes sure that especially the crowd, just everybody's having a good time. And, you know, he, he does whatever he can to do that, making difficult shots, hyping up the crowd, doing everything. And it's exactly what you want to see out of a young guy. He's showing great leadership. I mean, he works hard. It, Doc says it every time, uh, and Daryl will
1: say it, and we see it, you know, we, we can tell. We knew he was a hard worker when we drafted him. But the guy works at his game constantly. He's made, he's made for the city. I yeah. can say that with full confidence because of the way he's improved. You can tell a guy who's made for the city, by the way, he improves in probably three years. Joel Embiid, made for the city. Yep. Jalen Hurts, made for the city. Tyrese Maxey, made for the city. I mean, the guys they improve drastically. They come from, you know, this, you know, role player, right? Mike, you know, he's gonna be good, like he's good. And they turn into MVP type all-star bona fide stars, superstars in the league. And we're seeing that right now. We're in the midst of it with Tyrese Maxey.
0: And I, I really think this is a year where we. it's very possible that we have three all-stars yeah. in in Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey. It's very possible that we see Tyrese Maxey getting his – Yeah, yeah. I think it's of, a lot. If he's playing the way he's playing, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it could be a lot. Yeah, I think Tyrese Maxey is going to just miss out on
1: an all-NBA team. That's my prediction yeah. for the year. If somebody yeah. gets injured, if somebody gets injured, you know, God forbid, but if somebody does get injured or two or three guys in that guard position, we could see it all All NBA 13. That's the type of year. And I'm not – people were, might look at me crazy, but I've seen it with my own two eyes. I know it's preseason. It might be an overreaction. But this is what I've seen this year from the offseason and from what the end of last year and how good you could tell he was from beginning to end of last year. Uh, I, I really – you know, you might – you know, on the surface think this is an overreaction, but I promise you, I'm not. I'm not one to overreact, uh, especially about the Sixers. So I, I genuinely believe that he's going to be a fringe All NBA player, bona fide All Star. Uh, and this is I'm going to say this in my article that drops today: to win a championship, you have to have a big three. The dynamic duos do not work. Okay, you have to have a big three. Tyrese Maxey is the th- if he's the third guy in the big three, Sixers championship odds tremendously go up
0: yeah and um you can't talk about a big three without you know the other the other role players on the team and i think i think tobias harris is the best fourth option in the nba um which is it's crazy to say that he's the best at something but i certainly think he's the best fourth option in the nba but i i've been loving what i've been seeing from tobias harris um in the first two preseason game, he he is just letting that three ball just fly. Yeah, he said it in media day. He's just yeah. gonna let it fly, and he's he doesn't care about the result. He is letting that thing fly, and it looks beautiful. He's hit a couple great shots. Uh, he's gonna have some growing pains this year
1: for sure. There's gonna be yeah. some stretches of bad Tobias play, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get mad about it just because the way we're always gonna get mad are. about it. We're gonna get mad about it. He has bad shot selection. That hasn't changed. It's never gonna change. Uh, he's gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna make bad passes. He's not a good passer at all. Uh, he's gonna have some some boneheaded mistakes. You're like, you know, WTF, dude? Like, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's also gonna gonna find his role eventually, and uh, it's gonna happen. I believe in that. I think that Tobias Harris um, is capable of learning a new role at this stage of his career. I feel like that he knows that he can't play the Los Angeles Clippers, Tobias Harris forever. And he's going to have to morph into this, uh, not role player, but a a starter on a championship caliber team and be very serviceable at that.
0: Yeah. He just needs to accept his role and perfect it. That's, that's all we're asking uh, out of him this year is just hit your shots, play good defense, contribute to the team and, you nobody nobody's going to be mad at you and and like you said yes he's going to have his bad stretches and yes we're going to freak out on him but you know I, I with the with the player like tobias harris that's just what what's co- what comes with with the good um you but know, let's, uh, talk about,
1: let's talk about number three on the big three let's talk about the third guy here uh joel Embiid, because we got hard in the middle let's talk about you know the the mvp joel Embiid. What what is Embiid need to do to win to win mvp in your eyes
0: have the same exact season he had last year. That, okay. I think that's it. I I really just think he has to have the same exact season. I don't think the Mavs will be a top five seed
1: in in the West. No, I, no, I I'm not worried. Be- I'm
0: I'm really not worried about Luka winning MVP. Sure, it's a thing down the road in in, in I the next year or in a couple years, but I'm 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 not too worried about him winning MVP because I don't believe they'll be a top five or six seed. If he has an out like like an insane season, like a, a record breaking and 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 all this, like something we've never seen before, then you know, then I'd be scared. But yeah, but even if his team's a seventh seed, I don't see I don't see him winning MVP as a seventh seed. Okay. I just I think I, I just I, don't. I think the Sixers, if we can, you know, get 50 ish, fifty two,
1: fifty three wins in that area right you're a good team one two seed uh you're gonna see mvp you're gonna see the mvp be mb and this and he could have a worse year to me he could have 27 and 10 coming off of 31 and 11 and uh and and win mvp i think it's the seeding that matters Embiid's volume is not going to go down he's still going to have a shot tight he's still going to lead the league in post-ups Uh, I would like his assist numbers to go up this year. His rebound numbers will probably dip down a tad, uh, just because you have Montrezl Harrell and and Paul Reed in there when you need them. Uh, But again, I think that Embiid just needs to be the same or better efficiency, even if the points uh, go down just a tad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I still have him for I still have him for MVP this year. Uh, there's a few other guys that that could do it. I don't think Jokic does it for a third time in a row. Maybe yeah. you could put Giannis up there. Uh, Lucas for sure up there. But I I think I think this is the year for an M- Embiid MVP. Um, you know, staying on the topic of of big men, something that I never saw coming with Paul Reed and and um Montrez Harrell, and that's. Paul Reed getting the backup five minutes over Montrez Harrell. Um, I do think Montrez Harrell is the better offensive player, and he's obviously shown that. But I mean, Paul Reed's better on on both ends. Uh, but uh, was it something that you expected or anything yeah, like that? So so yeah, we when the Nets game we saw
1: Paul Reed start. Uh and and that was I think we're gonna to look too much into that. I think that Montrezl Harrell is is the backup center right now. Um, you know, whatever Paul Reed's gonna do, um, I think Doc Rivers trusts Montrezl Harrell more than Paul Reed, and that's gonna play a big factor in minutes, trust levels. Uh, and I, I think that um, Montrezl Harrell coming off the bench in in the Nets game was more a realistic, you know, game flow for him because it's all about getting in game flow. And, and Montrez Montrezl Harrell is never going to start a game. Uh, when Embiid's out, Paul Reed's going to start. Uh, I think that's kind of the way we're heading in this direction. So when Embiid didn't play versus the Nets and Paul Reed got the start, it was more game-flow-wise for Harrell, because at this stage of his career for Montrez Harrell, obviously past his prime, he's not going to be six man of the year anymore. He's not going to average 18 points a game like he did for the Clippers. He's going to be coming off the bench and being a spark, and just playing, you know, ragtag type of basketball. And he needs flow. He needs to get reps, and I think having him in a spot where he's going to be in every night coming off the bench, that's why we've seen him, you know, maybe Paul Reed's getting more minutes just so we can get Harrell into
0: his flow. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. Talking, you know, come back to what you said, talking about a spark in Montrose Harrell, we certainly saw that tonight as he was blowing kisses to the Cleveland Cavaliers bench in a preseason game and that is absolutely something you want to see out of, out of, out of a, a guy to spark your bench. He is ki- blowing him kisses. He is talking all kind of trash to Darius Garland the entire uh, third it. and fourth quarter, the whole time he played. After he scored, he'd look at them. It, it was just fun to watch. He, he certainly made tonight, uh, uh, especially the second half, a fun one. And that's, that's a, just... just, just that's just what you want to see and it's going back to what i say about signing absolute dogs on this team and matthew harrell certainly fits in that category yeah i mean the guy tell me if i'm wrong but the guy just looks great in a sixers
1: uniform oh my god right? wonderful fantastic he looks fantastic yeah. in a sixers uniform i mean the guy is just i mean he looks good and like he he looks like he's a sixer he belongs when you he have that born. when you had that jersey on tonight. Even tonight, I noticed like I mean the guys the guys a sixer like he belongs here. He was made for this moment.
0: He was born uh, to be a sixer.
1: That's exactly who we need. Yeah, there's players in the NBA that are not on the Sixers, but they were born to be a Sixer. We're not going to go through the list, but <laughs> Montrez Harrell was on that, and he's no longer on that because he's a Sixer. I, I think that's true. He's yeah, uh, and I think he's going to get he's going to get the the bulk of the minutes so over Paul Reed. He's going to get some play for sure. Um, he's going to have to stay in there. He's not going to be in the G League, he's not going to be on another team. They're not trading him, uh, because first of all, his contract, nobody's going to take on, you know, whatever. Nobody, he's not going to be paired because his contract's not big enough for his value. We're not going to trade for another guy making one million dollars a year. Uh, that's going to help us win a championship. So he's going to stay unless he's paired with somebody else, like a Matisse Bible, but even then, Matisse Bible. Uh, it's contract is we're going to be trading for someone that's with less value. So it makes no sense for Paul Reed not to be on the Sixers. He's not going to be in Delaware. Uh, he's going to have to get some run. It's going to be in spurts, but Montrez Herald's is going to be the backup center.
0: And you, hear, you heard it here first folks, but do you, um, do you disagree with that? Do you think Paul Reed is going to be the backup center? I you, listen, you could talk about what docs couldn't do or uh, what the coaching staff is going to do. But at the end of the day, we have no idea because it's Doc Rivers True and rotations. Had to, if you had to make an educated guess. If I had to play. make an educated guess, Monchers Harrell would be playing backup center. But I'm just okay. saying that Montrose Harrell didn't play the entire first half and 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 Paul Reed was getting a, he was giving yeah. Paul Reed the minutes. So that kind of make me makes me question things. That's all that's all I wanted to say. Um yeah, I, mean, I, I mean Matisse Nibel didn't play Matisse Theibel didn't play, was, I think, the first three quarters? Yeah. I don't know because if he, he might have played at the end of the third. Doc Rivers was
1: under the weather, sick, wasn't coaching. It was, it was my boy Dave. Big mm-hmm. Dave was in there, um, and, and Big Dave knows what he's doing. He didn't play Matisse Theibel until like the fourth quarter.
0: <laughs> One other notable player that didn't get a single minute tonight, Isaiah Joe. Yeah, um, and and Charles Bassey, but he he's obviously not in the running for any any playing time this year. Uh, he'll be down in Delaware with the Blue Coats for most of the season this year. But Isaiah Joe, not any any minutes tonight, which kind of surprises me because he, he's a great yeah. shooter. You you let him go out in preseason, the only time he can get a lot of minutes and 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 shoot the ball, find his rhythm, and you don't let him do that, and it's kind of. Kind of questions what what we're gonna do with Isaiah Joe? I certainly hope we that this doesn't mean that we're gonna cut him. No, I don't think we're gonna cut him at all. I mean he, he's gonna he's gonna have to get his run. I feel like he's
1: earned it though. He, he's getting the short of a short end of a stick. Um, this is unfair to Isaiah Joe.
0: You're giving other players uh, minutes like and, Ch- Champagne and yeah and and uh, Charlie Brown Jr. and like. Why, is, yeah. why isn't Isaiah Joe playing over these guys? Trinidad Pagney is not going to get minutes this year. Charlie Brown Jr. is not going to get minutes this year. Isaiah Joe has the potential to get some critical minutes this year, and you're not going to put him in. You're going to sit him the whole game? Uh, I, I, that, yeah, that does frustrate I, me.
1: I would be very disappointed if he went to Delaware. He's not going to. Like, he's not, I don't think he's going to be in the G League this no. year. And he's another one like Paul Reed, where it's like there's no point of trading him because we're on a championship team. And nobody on $900,000 a year is going to help the Sixers. And, and if, and he if, they, could, he and if they could, they're not going to be traded because they're going to be too valuable as a rookie to another team. There was so,
0: absolutely no reason why he should have sat the bench the entire game. And I get yeah. it. I get it. Julian Champagne had had a great game uh, versus the Nets. He had 15 points, but there, there comes a time a, where you, you got to let game. your guys play. Yeah, he had a great game uh, as – for
1: the Raptors last year when the Sixers played the Raptors in Toronto as a preseason opener. He he played played on the Raptors and he like lit us up. He might be a preseason god
0: because I never he, heard his name more once might in, the, be. in the playoff series. He might be. <laughs> so, but, um, I mean yeah, obviously hey. we're not going to see the final the final rotations until October 18th opening night versus Celtics, but uh, it's kind of thing to keep an eye on players like Matisse, uh, Isaiah Joe and or Paul Reed and and Montres Harrell. We, we we just don't know what's going on at, over in Doc's head. Yeah, I mean Doc's head it's, it's a wild thing, definitely. Listen not I something don't we can, I don't want to know it's in Doc's head. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Uh,
1: um, anyways, let's talk about James Harden. You were there tonight. Um, I was there last night at the time of this recording
0: talk about oh. an absolute what was, crossover he had yes. on, on on Dean Wade tonight yes that's true dean wade um that man has <laughs> poor, a family Poor dean wade. <laughs> wade on the cast uh but again uh step what would you would you see there for the burst it just looks like it just looks just like it's he's not, he hasn't missed a step it's all it looks like it, it looks like his that that burst is back. That quick first step is back. And you saw in the clip where he crossed up Dean Wade, got yeah. that, got the uh, crossover in, quick first step, and it should have been an N one, but the rest didn't call it. But it was a beautiful made basket, and uh, he just, he just looks good, man. He really does yeah, look good. He does, he does. He looks good.
1: Yeah, James Harden, James Harden. Um, I'm not gonna say he's faster than last year. I don't know. I I see the accelerations there. Um, yeah. People are kind of overrating him, like, oh, he's fast. I, I don't think he's fast. He's, he's a normal
0: speed. He's yeah, it, looks, it it just looks good. It, it looks explodes. like he hasn't
1: missed a step. He looks like he's in control of his body. Like, like he knows mm-hmm. exactly what movements he's making. Hence, crossover move and absolutely shattered a career. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah>. <laughs> <wait>. But again, <laughs> I, I think I, I think that he just looks like he doesn't have a nagging hamstring. It's as simple as that. Like he looks yeah. like he's in control of his body. He knows what he's doing. He's just smooth. He, he's, he knows what he can and can't do at this point of his career. And he's doing uh, the burst is there for sure, he, but he's not necessarily faster. He's just more in
0: control. Mm. And, uh, and I have a question. Right. I, I have a question. For, I have a question for you. I have a yeah. question for people watching. You can do it down in the comment section, but do you think we see, or, or, or if your answer is yes, how many, but do you think we'll see f- flashes of 2018 James Harden this year?
1: I think we already have the Sixers. You look at the Miami Heat series. We definitely had flashes there. I think we're always going to have flashes, but we need the equilibrium, what normal James Harden is, to be here. And so when we see those flashes, it's like here. It's not a here to here, right? It's not yeah. not a big leap. You know, we saw James Harden be super passive, wasn't really making the shots, was on and off, didn't look confident. And then all of a sudden, we get a quarter of play where he was here, right? Yeah. We still want this. We're still going to get this, but we need this to level up to here. And I think that's what we're doing. If you get what I'm, if you're watching on YouTube, you know exactly what I'm saying right now. Uh, if you're on podcast, you know, use your imagination. You probably understand what I'm saying though. Um,
0: but uh, um, th- actually, actually, for be. Spotify users, you they have a video, oh, true. they have a video version now for Spotify. So, can we put this on TikTok?
1: He's he, he needs to be here,
0: yes, he yes, we'll we, we can put that on TikTok, but um,
1: in yeah, some reels.
0: One other guy we haven't talked about yet is Joel Embiid, yep. Um, or we, we talked uh, we about we have, have talked about his so MVP the uh season, but on the floor. You know, it's crazy how what a difference from, you know, a guy playing in preseason to a guy playing a regular season. Because I could tell you in the first few minutes of, of the game just, versus the Cavs, it just looked like he just didn't care. He was yeah. just out there to have fun. But no, he's just difficult. going through the motions. It, it, yeah, he was just and it took him a few minutes to kind of get kind of get into it. Um, it. Took a few a few missed jumpers, had, had uh, a few jumpers made. Then he was starting to drive to the basket. If he was getting doubled, he'd he'd make a good yeah. pass. But no, after the first few minutes where he looked like he didn't care, he looked decent. Yeah, and Embiid didn't get off to the best of starts last season as well. He was missing a lot of shots. Oh, I remember. I remember uh, the beginning of last season. We all thought there was some yeah. some hidden injury we didn't know about. Right. I remember we were talking about if it's the new ball because they <laughs> uh, changed the balls last yeah. year, but um but he had a really rough start last year. But hopefully we don't see the same thing again. I mean, if he does, we have the guys that can kind of take over for him. But, you know, let's just let's hope for the best this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be fine. He just needs to find that uh, point of where he knows what fouls will be called this year. That was, that's why he's out there. He yeah. has an idea of what of what he can get away with and what fouls he can draw. I think that's literally it. There's nothing basketball like shooting or posting up So his defense looked good. Like his defense looked like he was alert, um, which is fun to see. I mean, he wasn't going to go out there and put his body on the line in preseason against the Cavs. You don't even have Evan Mobley. Um, And he already owns Jared Allen. There's no need to, you know, there's nothing to prove to that guy. Um, So I think he was just going through the motions out there. Nothing to look into for Joel Embiid at all.
0: Yeah. And I mean, every time he falls to the floor, it looks, it looks horrible. He's got. He's got to learn how to fall, man. It sucks because yeah. uh, it just looks bad every time. But we're praying for a healthy team this year because that's yeah. uh, that's kind of one of the major yeah. factors into winning a championship is health. And Embiid this year, I
1: feel like he's gonna live off and ones a lot. Uh, oh yeah, because he's fighting through contact. Uh, it's something I've noticed is that he's, you know, and sometimes I would admit he's been soft to fall or draw a foul or flail his arms. Um, but I think that this year you're going to see him live off some and ones, uh, some some hard contact fouls that he's going to draw but also make make the bucket. I, I think that's what we're going to see from Joel B this year.
0: I'm – I'm oh, man, I'm so excited for this season. I mean, huh. Oh. I've just been counting down until it starts and obviously pre -pre preseason, just a little tease to what we're going to get, but man, I haven't been this excited in a very, very, very long time. So yeah, we're hoping for a good season. I'm excited for our, for our first episode after the season opener. I'm, I'm really excited for that. I can't remember last time I was really this excited. Um,
1: Tyrese Maxey's rookie year. I was pretty excited. Uh, that was straight off a bubble. That was very disappointing, and I feel like Ben Simmons was going to take a leap.
0: I wasn't and, really familiar with Tyrese Maxey when he, when he got drafted because uh, a couple of years ago I wasn't doing like I wasn't like l- really looking into uh, the draft prospects and all that, um, especially because of of the COVID year and there was no March yeah. Madness and all that. And but, I, I I had him at like seventeen
1: or sixteen on my mock draft. Then um, he fell and he had to. If take there him. was
0: if if there was a March Madness tournament, he would have absolutely gotten taken way earlier. For sure, for sure, he'd have been a lottery pick for sure playing him in Kentucky. Um, yeah. Another uh, guy I want to speak on real quick, De'Anthony Melton. Are we worried about him? Absolutely not. No? Absolutely, I I thought I thought he looked I thought he looked good in the yeah, Nets, but, in the Nets it, game.
1: It, it, um, I, I, don't, I don't think he looked good in the Nets game. He're right, good right, defensively. Right. Offensively he he wasn't he wasn't I really was
0: nice. more I was more focused on his defensive game more than his yep. offense. I was I was For really sure. watching his uh he's got such long arms. It it's crazy how yeah. much he can get into passing lanes and 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 tip balls. We might see a a a guy that tips uh more balls than um <laughs> than Whoa. Uh, Matisse Thybul. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not a podcast episode without one of those moments from Justin. Uh, but again, yeah, I, I agree. His anticipation the passing lanes is uh, Ben Simmons-esque. His ability yeah. to turn defense into offense is really good. You know how many lobs and easy dunks that John Morant got off De'Anthony Melton passing lane steals? Go look some film.
0: A lot. It's, it's a, I'll, it's just a lot. lot. I'll just it's say a lot. It is a
1: lot. John Morant's going to miss De'Anthony Melton. I promise you that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, He's going so, to be
0: huge. Uh, he was, go- he was going to be one of the biggest um, players off of our bench. I am so excited for him. His yeah. offense, obviously he needs to polish up his shooting and kind of everything. But uh, he, one thing that I've learned from him and his offensive game in these first two preseason games is he is not afraid to just let that ball fly. And even if he misses it, he doesn't care. And I, I love that about guys.
1: So this is how I'm thinking about Anthony Melton at this at this point. His his floor is Danny Green level. I think his yeah. absolute worst is gonna be Danny Green. Danny Green's just average play. That's that's the Anthony Melton's absolute you know, worst. His absolute best, to put it in Sixers terms, along with Danny Green, is Seth Curry with elite defense. Oh dangerous. Yeah. I think, I think he's somewhere in the middle of average Danny Green and Seth Curry with elite defense. He's somewhere in the middle. He's not the, he can be Seth think, Curry with I elite think defense. That's he could fair, also I just, think, he, he can also just be Danny Green some nights. He's just somewhere in the middle. I don't know how could, exactly to grasp, because he's not JJ Reddick. Um they have two not. completely different game style. I really can't tell who he is, but he's his he's somewhere in between of his worst is Danny Green. In his best is Seth Curry with defense.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. He, if he can hit his jump shots, he will just be one of the best, uh, best uh, bench players in in the whole entire league. Uh, I I believe so. Yeah, so he, he's gonna I he's mean, gonna be great for sure. We'll see. He's, he's
1: fun to watch defensively. Offensively, he's gonna miss shots. He's already yeah. missed shots. Um, he's just gotta find his rhythm. And it's a, it's a rhythm shooters league. Um, as soon as he does find a rhythm, he's going to be good. But he does, he needs to find that rhythm. I want to see him in, uh, you know, this blue white game you're going to. I want to mm-hmm. look at, you know, we know his defense is going to be good. We've already seen his defense. I mean, he could yeah. take every defensive best possession off and act like his controller disconnected for all, all I care. I need him to make some shots uh, and be active, not just shooting. He's he's more than just a shooter, by the way. We uh, absolutely. We need absolutely. to see that. We need to see the De'Anthony Melton that was more than just a shooter, a guy that can rim run. A guy that can cut, the guy is explosive, can make dunks, can dunk on people. I mean, we need to see Anthony Melton dunk on somebody. You know, we <laughs> saw Danny Green dunk once in transition, and we lost our. Oh Man, what? my! You know what that I mean? was
0: that was during the, the uh, Raptors the series? Raptors series.
1: Yes, and we he went dunked,
0: nuts, and, he, and when Danny and Green dunked. He dunked on he dunked on someone. Let's, uh, it wasn't okay. on somebody, they were in transition. All right, we, I like to say Danny Green dunked on somebody, and that was one of my favorite uh playoff moments, moments from Murray. last year. Exactly. Absolutely, that was just but so D&T electric. Dynasty Milton can routinely like jump out the gym. Let's see that, yeah. Uh, now, why not? Uh, one Let's guy. There is one guy who I was kind of excited to see this in the first two preseason games that has heavily just disappointed me. And I'm sorry, Graham, I have to say this, but Jane Springer, he just hasn't, he hasn't looked good at all on, on both ends of the floor. He hasn't been been able to get the shots that he wants, uh, be the, be the, the guard that he wants, dribble the ball, play defense. He's just he's struggling at every aspect of the game, and it it it's, it's heartbreaking because I know how much you yeah. like him, and and I like him as well, but it just sucks to see.
1: Yeah, he has uh, the pace of the game is is a bit bit much for him right now. Yeah. Um. Defensively, he's going to end up being fine. I mean, he's he has all the paralysis defensively to just be. He's know, got some
0: unreal. He's got an Instincts, unreal vertical. Instincts. Instincts, instincts, and is, is instincts and, a, and a vertical. Um, I, yes. I watched him just just rise up on a try to block a ball. Uh, yeah. versus the Cavs, and he just just kept going up and up.
1: Yeah, I mean, his his you know athletic ability is going to be there. He's very fast, very quick, can yeah. move side to side extremely well. He, his his defense has been purely off instincts, and in the NBA, that doesn't work. So mm-hmm. he's going to find he's he he has you know definitely he has skills defensively he does Absolutely. he just has to find how to utilize them offensively is a different story um it, the pace to to keep up with the pace of the NBA offensive compared to defensive is much different he he needs to find a touch offensively and he's not even close to finding his touch on the offensive side of the ball i I don't see it I don't see it happening I think a, this I think
0: a um I think a big thing is just he just needs to mature yeah he just turned 20. He just turned 20 yeah. years old. Last year, he was the youngest player in the draft. So he just needs to mature in, in the league. And I think that's really all it takes. And he'll be a good role player. Um, Could, yeah, there, could be better than that.
1: More, I, I, I think there's nothing more than him for, for being a role. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. But I think he's, he's a role player. Absolutely. Um, it, but, yeah, I, it's just I, – uh, I, I tweeted I this out.
0: unique. I tweeted this out versus the Nets game, and I tweeted it out again when he's playing the Cavs. It's just, he just he just really looked bad. He's uh, a
1: guy that can, that's going to hit his peak around 32. You know, like he, he's one of those players where he's just, just going it, to. It's
0: going to take him it, a really long time to peak. Yeah,
1: something at some time is going to click for Jane Springer, and it might be in 10 years. It might be in 12 years. He's going to be, be serviceable in, in a couple years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be five. I doubt it's going to be on the Sixers. He's going to be a journeyman type of player, um, and he just touches in there. He has no no fit on this offense. We're an offensive yeah. oriented team. We have DeAndre Melt, We have Joel Embiid. We have defensive guys, right? I mean, we we could play some defense, um, but you know his defense isn't necessarily needed. Uh, yeah. We haven't seen when, when we need him to. Like his defense isn't needed. Um, and with that, when your defense in, is your best attribute, and it's not needed and you have nothing other to show for your game, other than maybe some speed, you're not going to play. Um, so he, he's going to be a devil wear. He just has to find it. He has to find a niche. And, and the thing about a niche, because his his thing in the G League is that he can take over because he's the primary ball handler. He's the point guard. He's facilitating. He's getting into a rhythm. He's a, he's, he's with the rock all the time. Never once in an NBA game, will jane springer be running the offense i don't care how good he ever comes he's never going to be the guy to run an offense he does that every game in the g league he can't do that in the nba he doesn't know how to play as an nba player because he's in the g league and he's running things right
0: yeah he's got back to maturity
1: look traveling queen the g league mvp from last season he didn't even get into the nba preseason game until the third quarter So you want to know, and he
0: didn't even look all that good. Yeah,
1: I mean, you want to know the difference between the best guys in the G League to the worst guys in the NBA. It's big; it is a big difference. And I mean, that's just one thing that just blows my mind. Like the dude won G League MVP. You would think that he would be good in the NBA preseason game, because essentially what the G League is. No, no. I mean, the guys like even Paul Reed last year, like even like how
0: this guy win G-League MVP? I think we overrated the G-League. G G League some, 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 some players just just can't find it in the NBA. And, it, and some players are just too good for the G-League and just not good enough for the uh, NBA. Yeah. And you're going to find that everywhere. Like I said, it, he's sucked, never, it sucks to see. He's
1: never going to play in the G-League like he will in the NBA. Because no. he, he's not going to be a point guard. He's not going to be a combo guard that's going to have facilitating roles he's going to be a guy that's going to play defense and make a shot but he, he doesn't do that in g league because who would want jane springer to sit down and make shots and just play defense he wants Jane springer to do work right i mean yeah. i i don't i i don't fault the blue Coats for it because they're doing what they want to do they're you know they got they got money to make right they got they got championships to win yeah it's not their fault that they want jane springer to do jane springer things but jane springer's never going to do that in the nba so you're the the progression is is not what is there. Isn't it? it's not a linear progression where you're just like, oh, he's getting better because he's doing this in this certain role. It's just not happening with Jane Springer. That's what's harming him right now.
0: Yeah, and uh, and, uh all things that'll unfold in the uh oh, coming I years. But um you got another guy? Well we'll do one, George, we'll still one last Niang. guy. George Niang. Can we talk about George I just Niang? I just liked I just liked what I saw out of him. That's it. I, so I the, I was just I just I was Satisfied. You like what you see. You like your side So
1: this is the key for George Nyang. He was like a stretch four last year. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. The less George Niang does, the better for his game. We have PJ Tucker. And shoot.
0: Catch and shoot we guy. Have, we,
1: we have, we have PJ Tucker, right? Yeah. He's a little bit more better offensively, right? The PJ yeah. Tucker. We can't have this guy, George Nyang, who's undersized. He's like a He's like a guard. Height wise, he's a guard. Height wise, let's, let's be let's be frank. He's a guard. <laughs> Height wise, okay. Yeah. Width wise, not so much. He's about you know forward where he is now, but he's also got a one inch vertical, so he can't be <laughs> he can't be in your offense, right? Unless I wonder if I wonder if he it. can dunk. Uh, I mean, good thing. Uh, ah, he's definitely can dunk. I mean The guy can dunk, but he he like if you watch a play, you if I it was like yeah, the guy. That guy right there has a one inch vertical, you'd believe me. If you had no idea who he was or what he did or who the what, what basketball was, first time ever watching basketball and I told you get a one inch vertical, you would hundred percent believe me. This is the way he Listen, plays.
0: I don't really have much on 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 Niang except I was just I was just satisfied with what he put in and, and how he played. Yeah, I mean I'm satisfied
1: with two the way he is, but he has he the less he does, like
0: not necessarily he's just gotta shooting. stop
1: dribbling the ball. Stop dribbling exactly. the ball. The less, the less shooting, The le- I mean, the less dribbling, the more shooting, you know, trying to navigate screens and set screens, just shoot the ball and be a spark plug uh, and, be, was... and be open. The, the, you know, the less he can do, you know, trying to create and the more he does trying to get open, the better the Sixers is going to be. The the less less is more for George Niang.
0: He took a couple off dribble shots tonight. Or yeah, just like, just, what you that's just unnecessary, but – um. I mean his, his dribble max has to be five.
1: If he, if if, if he, George Niang has the ball and he has it in his possession, bounces it, and then has it back in his possession, that's one. No more than five.
0: I'm yeah. telling you. Uh so like you said, the no less he five. does, the less he does, the better. But um is it that time of the that time in the day? Is it that time of the day? Tony, Tony, can you Is we it confirm? that time of the day? Tony, Tony, is it that Tony. time of the day? It is that time of the day. God it is gracious. that time that of first... the day. It is time for sound your. Sound like dream. <laughs> it is time for your tweets of the day, Tony. Let's see it. Oh man, this oh. is nasty. This is. How come with this one, folks? Jackson Frank, Frank. Jackson up, Frank said Jackson Embiid, Frank. Embiid plus four bench guys should assuredly. No. Ass- i drew a blank in my head surely not <laughs> be a thing they run during the regular season Don't you mean man. you drew a blank like it's right there in front of you <laughs> I, <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> try to sound it out <laughs> go, go to school like, kids so, no I'm kidding. Uh, it you is like 12 30 a.m it it's pretty late i'm pretty tired uh the famous not the infamous swipe a can said i mean Corkma's house, Thibault, Reed, and Embiid—not completely terrible. And does he know to disagree? That was probably the worst, <laughs> the worst thing you could have came up with. Um, I mean, you just kept going like Corkma's house, <laughs> Reed. Like, let, let me ask you guys. You can take that off the screen. Let's get who, some Tony. No, no, I need some Tony FaceTime. Who, who is the ball handler in this rotation? Moss? <laughs> there's, there's no reliable ball handler here, man. What uh, is he doing? You got, you got, got two guys that can't shoot on the there's floor. There's two guys that shouldn't be dribbling the ball on the on here, dude. You got <laughs> get House and three, Bible, three, man You got four. Yeah, no, you have four guys that shouldn't. I, I, no, ball Paul Reed, no, Paul no. Reed. Paul Point and dribbling
1: privileges. Paul Reed does dribbling privileges. Sure, 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 sure,
0: sure. But uh um, no, House, that, and Bible, No, that might that might take the that might. As early it is in the worst, NBA the worst season, that, season, that just might take it as the worst tweet of the season. As the worst tweeted season, disgusting. Hey, disgusting. shout out Jackson Frank
1: though. Probably my favorite Sixers writer. Man, man puts out some good stuff. It's
0: Absolutely. Good. Uh, is that all? Is that all? Sorry, we don't have two tweets today. It was just a one tweet just special. One, right?
1: That one had the it's that, the worst tweet that, of all time. That
0: that there's, there's nothing we can put of, after. That could take our that place for the next ten tweets yeah. of the day. Uh, is that all we got for today, Graham? Anything else? I think that's it. We touched on everything
1: basically, but it's preseason. Yeah. Preseason. We, we talked too much. NBA about, corner, not, yeah. None of this You listened to this whole episode, and none of what we said matters because it's preseason.
0: Because it's preseason. You didn't even need to watch this episode, but Which we appreciate you, you should though. You <laughs> should. We appreciate you doing so. Uh, like we said, we're on Apple Podcasts now. Uh, make sure to check us yeah. out everywhere. Yeah instagram, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. instagram <laughs> twitter tiktok everywhere youtube subscribe follow like comment everything leave a Post rating give us a review and um thank you guys so much for making it to the end if, if you're here we love you thanks for supporting us and um you just have a special rest of your day
1: exactly bro we love every single one of you for being here have a fantastic thursday you know preparation for this weekend and then go early A exactly early early of the podcast how lucky are you it's because you're going to a post malone concert yeah tonight yep thursday night tonight that's big that's big that's big um all right yeah that's about it for me um i've got nothing this week i'm gonna be watching basketball
0: tony uh, what you
1: got writing articles Tony, what, what, what you doing? What you got coming up? Uh, we Do we have any more a... nasty, nasty YouTube videos being uploaded? Uh, look,
0: look, look, uh... look. Someone had to save. Him. Someone had to help. them. But it's, no, not, not, not this week. Uh, hopefully when the season starts, I'll be back on that. Um, yeah, this weekend, uh, birds. Go birds. birds, go birds, yeah, go birds. And the Phillies and the playoffs. True, the Phillies. In the playoffs, make sure you're watching that Friday. I think it starts at around 2, two. o'clock. <laughs> yeah, 2, two. Had nasty, then,
1: nasty time. And then uh, games like th- game 2 and two is 3 are like. Are Saturday like at 8.30 or something. Yeah. It's 8.30, 7.30, something like that. So you're good. Once you get past the first one, you're good. Do you, will you and, be able uh, to watch um, the Phillies wildcard game? Will you be at work? Me? Yeah, like what do you got going uh, on Friday afternoon?
0: Uh, Friday afternoon, I work at 4 o'clock, so I'll be able to watch the first two
1: Ooh. hours. Yeah.
0: You're gonna miss don't the worry, they got, player it, player. they got it on the TVs at work, so we're that's good. True, that's true. What All about right. you, Tony? Uh, Tony, how are you watching? How are you watching I don't know if I'll be able to watch, man. Uh, what do you fan. got going on? You know, Graham's not a real uh, fan. Graham, you know what man. I got going on, man. Oh. oh, that's oh, Friday. That, I do wow. I don't want to expose do-do. Tony, but uh, he's got mad- a he's got a very special, important day oh, on this Friday. Is nasty. This is nasty. This very great. special. He Everybody, needs to focus.
1: Wish, wish Tony luck. Wish Tony, but wish Tony luck. Know that his priorities are in the wrong place. He's choosing this certain thing over Red October. Uh,
0: it's it's like, gonna, I'll watch game. I'll you. watch game one. Or no, game two. I watched game two. Not. What does matter? F- you gotta. F- he's gotta fix his priorities. All yeah, right, guys. Thank man. you guys for watching. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day. We will see you later. Go birds.